crazy. Thanks for here. All right. Next Tuesday on the tennis ball. What is a pregnant chant? Hi, I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News Brief. The queen of teen, Britney Spears. Welcome to another exciting episode of That's What We Called Music. I'm uh, your host, Kendall. With me is my awesome wife, Molly. Hey. And my sister-in-law, Sarah. How you doing? All right. My computer just uh, beeped at me. That's a good sign. Uh, Today we are talking about the Way by Fastball, track three off of volume one of Now That's What I Call Music. Uh, what does uh, the uh, liner notes say about The Way, Sarah? With their sophomore album, All the Pain Money Can Buy, Fastball achieved national acclaim, led by the smash hit The Way. Their catchy lyrics and powerful hooks make this trio a band to look out for in the future. <laughs> All right. So, um, all right. So that's interesting. This was their sophomore album because this is like the only song anybody knows by them. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, also all the pain money can buy has like three songs on it or wait, no, that's not right. I'll come back to that. I, this is, this is my fault for. This is my little bit where I read bits and pieces from uh, Wikipedia without preparing. Um, Yeah, so yeah, it was the lead single off of their second studio album, All the Pain Money Can Buy. Uh, Peaked at number one on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart in April. Uh, Was there for several weeks. Also uh, reached number one on Canada's single chart. And... 21 on UK singles charts. So they just have like a bunch of different charts. Yeah. Okay. That's why, that's why we were confused. That's why we were confused (laughs) last week. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. I don't even remember it so long ago. Yeah. I mean, really? This is a joke that every podcast that records multiple episodes in an evening makes, but it is still, no, it's not. It wasn't funny the first time. Mm, Okay. Uh, What are some facts about, uh, about the way. Sure. Well, this song was actually inspired by the disappearance of an elderly married couple named Leela and Raymond Howard, who left to attend a festival, went missing for two weeks, and were found dead at the bottom of a ravine. Yeah, I remember that that's what this song was about. So creepy. Yeah, it really that's, is. Yes. That's really weird. <laughs> that... That, yeah, it, but I think the song kind of like it was inspired by, it, but it like kind of romanticized, like maybe what could have happened, like an alternative, like yeah, it. like like an alternative. Like kinda. they they just they just got up and left it all behind them, right? Yeah. Um, any other facts about this song? Um, yeah, in the beginning, you know, when it's like uh, they're kind of scanning through different songs on the radio. Yeah. Um, the songs they scan through are Jules' Foolish Games, Roy Orbison's You Got It, and Madonna's Vogue. Wow. Just fun, thought it was static. Fun, fun bits there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a cool little motif, the like scanning through radio station things. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what memories do you guys have about this song? I remember it being on, it was on the radio a lot. Super popular. Super popular. Yeah. Everybody knew the song, and everybody, I think, probably knew all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm actually I'm actually really surprised that it came out in '98 because that would have meant that I was like 11. I was thinking it came out earlier than that because I kind of remember this as one of those songs that kind of I knew because like people introduced it to me or whatever. Uh, but I wasn't I didn't know pop music yet. I wasn't old enough to really be following things. And uh, but this song I always thought was really really cool actually a, a friend of mine like a you know little fourth grade fifth grade kid friend of mine that uh not not currently a fourth grade kid <laughs> at the time yeah we need to clarify that um <laughs> uh he he sung the song to me like on a on a daycare bus to a you know going to the zoo or something like that he sung the song to me and was like, this is such a cool song. See, that's how like, popular it was. Like, little yeah. fourth graders knew the yeah, words. Yeah, and I don't know that I actually heard the song until much later. Like, I just knew, you know, I knew of it. And so it's sort of been like this, like, legendary song in the back of my mind for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, also, this is, this is like, I think objectively a good song. Like... The the Janet Jackson song we did was fine. None of us really had that much to say about it. Backstreet Boys was very historically significant, and it's Backstreet Boys. It's kind of why we're here. But this song is like anybody could listen to it. Yeah, you know, they could play it on an alt rock station and you'd enjoy it. They could play it on a pop station and you'd enjoy it. Right. Yeah, it's a good song. There's some really good riffs in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just does it does well. Yeah, and the. Uh, so um so the music videos are weird, you guys, just in general. But this one is really weird. They're like watching a video of a woman doing like an exercise where she's like humping the air. <laughs> it also has like this going back in time kind of motif though cuz like they're like the Beatles at some point. Um, yeah, like, yeah, they're like yeah. watching. Well, they're I think it's like that they're watching t- they're watching a TV program where they're yeah. the Beatles. Um so there's yeah, so there's that and it kind the video is weird, but I feel like it fits with the song. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's weirdness. I guess that's the point of music videos, right? To be weird but fit with the song. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it, and there's also there's also like a because this song definitely has a like a like sort of a road trip vibe. Mm. Um. That, right. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah, and just yeah, just I, mean, I don't know that line. That line just keeps coming back to me. That that uh, you know, they just packed up, they just picked up and left it all behind them. Like everybody wants to do that, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. kids, the message of this song is: if you do that, you will end up dead in a ravine. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Apparently. one of those things. Like you said, when it came out, we were so young and everybody knew it. But it's and like oh, you knew it, and you sing the words, but you don't think about the words. And then years later, you actually pay attention to the words, and you're like, oh. This is dark, and it's really kind of unique when most songs are about like love, lust, and sex, mm-hmm. where this is kind of like a story song inspired by real creepy events. Yeah, real yeah. sad events. Yeah. 
Also, like, this is, you know, this is, like, legitimately, this one and the next song we're going to talk about next week. That's a bad joke. I'm going to stop doing that. Yes. Um, <laughs> bad joke. Not good anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but the next, you know, this song and the next, they're both, like, kind of, like, alt-rock, kind of almost have, like, that, like, late 90s, almost post, post-grunge influences. This one even does the thing where they do an extreme close-up on the guy's face in the music video, and he looks kind of angry. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is like a thing in in this era's kind of rock stuff. I'll be curious to see how much um uh especially as we go on how much of this kind of music is sort of in with the Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Cuz definitely when you think of now you think of pop. You don't really think of the alt rock. Yeah, yeah, and and when you think of the early 2000s, you think of that. But I mean, there are bands that came out of that time, the late 90s and the early 2000s. You know, I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, well, I guess Red Hot Chili Peppers was around before. They were but, around, yeah. But they were yeah. definitely like very big at this time. Uh, you know, Weezer was sometime around here. They were they were breaking through. So I mean, uh, there is still there was still there was still rock music being made. It wasn't all, you know, it wasn't all uh, bubblegum pop. But, but you know, that's what we think. That's what we think of. Yeah, and it's what and it's what you remember until you listen to these and, kind of yeah. compilation albums. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's kind of kind of interesting. But I do think I do think this coming out in ninety eight. Did we decide when this album when the or when uh, when uh, when the first volume of Now came out? Uh, it's nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Yeah, so the first the first volume of it was it was like late '98, um, you know it was 19 years ago or whatever. Uh, you know that, that that it still was it still was like if you're talking about the late '90s, you're not talking about the early 2000s, right? Well, yeah, in the liner notes it talks about them like being like really big in the future. I don't know of any songs that they've had, but I feel like they could still be a band that still tours. You know, I don't know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, they, they do kind of feel like, uh, whatchamacallit, um, uh, 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 they do kind of remind me of, of like, uh, like Blues Traveler or something that, yeah, that had like a couple of hits, but they're their own band and they can, you know, keep, keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. I'm curious because their other song that was kind of well known was that uh, was Fire Escape. Okay, Fire Escape also was on All the Pain Money Can Buy. So what was on their first album? <laughs> Make- That's always confusing when you're like someone breaks through and it's like their second or third. Yeah, album. maybe the like, first what? one. Yeah, wasn't popular. Their first album was called Make Your Mama Proud, and Mama I Proud. don't see any songs on here that I recognize. Okay. Although that the album cover for Make Your Mama Proud is pretty cool. It's a it's a kid sitting in front of a chalkboard having written a bunch of sentences uh with a dunce cap on. They do still tour. They're going to their next show is in Austin, Texas. All right. Cool. All right, Sarah. How many days did this uh was this um did this deserve to be on TRL and how many days did it deserve to be at number 1? You know, the, it, this is a good song. I think it deserved to be on TRL at least 
30 days. At number one... Oh, that's hard. I don't know. I'm going to say two weeks. I said it on the last one, but I still think it's fair. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. whatever. Two weeks. There's a lot of weeks. What about you, Molly? Um, I'd say it should have been on TRL for like 15 days. Um, number one, I think it would have hit for like two days. Okay. Man, I've set up this rating system. I can't just say that it's a 65 out of 65 because <laughs> well, I would feel long. wrong because it would not make that on TRL. <laughs> um, as much as I love this song, I think um, sort of like uh, Together Again, this is a song that would hang out in the top in the top 10, rarely break the top five. It, it didn't even, I mean, it didn't even chart for the, uh, you know, for like Billboard and stuff, you know, we were talking about it was in the, um, you know, the the modern rock charts or alternative rock chart or yeah, modern rock track charts and the UK singles charts. You know, they have better taste in the UK than we do, of course. Um, but yeah, so it didn't, you know, it, it didn't do anything. Well, actually, wait, let's see. It was, I got the thing, the thing, the, the same thing. So U.S. Billboard Hot 100 Airplay, uh, it peaked at number five. Uh, hot Adult Top 40 Tracks peaked at number two. Uh, hot Mainstream Rock Tracks, number 25. Uh, hot Modern Rock Tracks peaked at number one. Top 40 Mainstreams, it peaked at number four. So it actually did pretty good in that arbitrary Top 40 Mainstream. I guess that was the that, that was probably the Casey Kasem one, um, and Billboard Top Forty tracks that peaked at number one. What's the difference between mainstream? And, uh, There's too many charts. Too many. We need to... There's too many. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. So it, it, it you know it did stuff. Um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say thirty. Um, on it, that it was on thirty times. I'm gonna say it hit number one once. All right. Um, so uh, these ladies don't want to be found on the internet. Don't look for them. <laughs> no, don't you look can, for uh, me. You can follow me on Twitter at k Hallman. That's K H A L M A N. Uh, everything I do is at KendallCast.ninja. Uh, this podcast, as well as all my other podcasts, uh, you should subscribe to them and listen to them on the KendallCast. Uh, podcast feed on the podcatcher of your choice uh or the podcast app or whatever um so uh let's pack up and leave it all behind us i don't know the way we'll see you next week (laughs) standing alone each has his own ticket in his hand As the evening descends, I start thinking about it. I'll take a theme that I care about quite a bit and I'll start writing lines. It definitely all starts with the guitar. If you're playing music, you're not getting worse ever. Right. So. Hey, all you aging millennials, extended family members, and anyone else listening to this podcast. 
If you like what we're doing on That's What We Called Music, check out Waiting Here for Every Man, the podcast where I interview normal people about the music in their life. It's probably the next podcast on the Kendallcast feed. Maybe find something better And all my fine dreams Well thought out schemes To gain the motherland Have all eventually come down to waiting for every man.